Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. There.com. Now we go to the hotline and we welcome back to the show an absolute legend in uh, television and one of the sweetest guys you'll ever meet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. Henry Winkler. Henry, how are you, sir? I am happy to be here with you. Remember, I made cop and a half in Tampa. That's right, you did. You made cop and a half. That was you and like a little kid. It was a little kid that was a cop, right? <laughs> a little kid and Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. You know, Henry, you and I have met uh, once before. I used to go by the name Cowhead, and uh, I met you at David oh, Letterman. absolutely. Yeah. We spoke for a long time. Yeah, we did. See, that makes me so How You don't understand that. I'm happy that makes me. There is like three people in your life when you're a kid that formulate your life, and that those three people were... Uh, uh, Fonzie, um, Evil Knievel, and uh, John Travolta's Barbarino. Those were the greatest characters on television to me when I was a kid. And it is still a pleasure. I mean, we really had great conversations. I remember them. You know, you know what's great, though, in all honesty, and not to be too ass-kissy, but when you have looked into somebody who, when you get to meet somebody who has made such an impact on your youth, and then you meet them, and they are the nicest, sweetest guys, that's exactly what you hope for. And I'm, have you ever, in your travels, met, like, a great actor or somebody you look forward to, and then you were just so disappointed when you met them? Like, Madonna. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. What, was she yeah. rude? Uh, you know what? I, she was like a non. She was so cool. She was so close to the vest. I think she had it tattooed on. Oh well, that might have been it. She, you know, she, she was with Sean Penn. Uh, and Sean Penn, I I saw the slightest nod, and I nodded back. <laughs> and I don't. I don't even think Madonna's eye blinked. That's so weird. That's so weird. But I guess, yeah. I guess the, to her, uh, you know, different people mean different things. I remember uh, in that movie yeah, that came I, out. Yeah, I meant uh, she looked at me and she saw a lettuce sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when that, uh, that movie came out, Vogue, and there was a scene that they taped backstage where Kevin Costner went backstage and they show an uncomfortable moment to her where he says to her, uh, I, I enjoyed the show. It was, it was neat. And then she goes, oh, thank you. And she turned around. And she made like a vomit motion like she was mocking him. And I asked him about that. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, yeah, well, what I wanted to say was uh, the show was trashy and I thought she was a big slut. But I didn't want to say. he goes, I was yeah. trying to be nice to her. So uh, anyway, uh, Henry Winkler joins us on the show. Henry is, of course, an accomplished actor. He's got a new season of Barry coming out, which has been a stellar hit. Yeah, we're shooting it now. Oh, but did COVID back everything up for you? Oh, my gosh. No. We finished November 18th, 2000, uh, uh, 2018. We came back March 2020. Wow. We were sitting at the table reading the third season. Wow. They said, go home, we'll call you. Four weeks ago, we started season three. It's unbelievable, and and that kind of sucks because that show had such great momentum too. Not that it won't pick up, but you know you have to worry about that. 
You know, you do, but you can't. All you can do is worry about, I hope I do the best I can um, with the material, and then the rest is up to, you know, the gods. Yeah. And well, then, but during that time, Lynn Oliver and I wrote Alien Superstar. It is the third in a trilogy. It is a comedy um, about a kid who is really a stranger in a strange land. Because I think children feel that way a lot. Sure. They always what, think that they're on the outside. What age is it aimed for? I have an eight-year-old daughter who's uh, getting into... Fourth to seventh grade. Perfect. Okay, that's right in the range. And what makes you decide to do that? Like, what do you, what do you out of all the things you've done, when are you like, oh, I'm going to write a book to it, a kid's book? Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you the truth. In 2002, I started writing books with Lynn Oliver, and I I couldn't get hired as an actor. It was just, like, really difficult. I was typecast. People thought, oh, I'm going to be the Fonz. It's going to knock the balance of the project off. So we have written 37 novels. Wow. This is the 37th. Wow. And I realized that all of them, are comedies because we want to be entertainment, not an assignment. And there's underpinning. I mean, here's a kid who flies from his planet trying to escape um, being turned into an automaton. Right, right. He gets a job on the back lot of Universal Studios on a sitcom as an alien because he's already got the costume. Oh, that's funny. And he has to figure out, hey, Will they accept me if I tell them who I really am? Because he's got the power of turning into a human form. And it's like every child. If I'm authentic, if I'm really me, will they accept me? Yeah. And then he is, he's funny. I, they have um, uh, uh, amazing adventures. The, the planet he comes from sends down citizen cruel who has to now um, kidnap him and take him back because the, the planet can't let someone escape that will give up their power. Let, let me ask you real quick. So how do you, ends, yes, go ahead. How do, you gauge, how do you gauge as an older man what a kid, like how do you know kids are going to dig this? Or like I'd be wondering, am I relating to this kids? Can this kids going to, I mean, it sounds like you nailed it. Uh, having a small child myself, I you can know, tell you. I, I'll tell you, I have an answer for that. Yeah. I when when we first wrote Hank Zipser, which was the, the story of a kid who is wonderful and resourceful, uh, he's just dyslexic. Okay. When we wrote it, the first uh, the, when I started writing, I understood. I remembered what it was like being eight and failing all and, the time and dyslexic. I failed everything. Yeah. And I wanted, I, I thought I was smart. I wanted to, to, to do well. I organized myself, you know, my pencils were all sharpened. I just couldn't get it. Yeah. And I write what I know and I relate to kids. If I was not an actor, I would work with children exclusively. Uh, it, it, it would bring me great joy. I always said if I wasn't in radio, I would love to be a teacher. Teachers don't, they are unappreciated and they are underpaid, and that's why I couldn't do it. I agree 100%. Yeah, that would be a, a great job for me. Listen, I could talk to you for hours. I, I think you're a wonderful man, but I know they told me that you got to be out by 920. I also want to remind everybody, Hollywood vs. Galaxy, Alien Superstar number 3 is out October 5th, and uh, the man who could not get a job in acting in 2002. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? And then the, the man who could not oh get a job God. is coming up in the French Dispatch, which stars 
every famous person from Timothy Chalamet to Bill Murray and Owen Wilson. Uh, so we'll be on the lookout for that as well. Uh, I, anything you Thank ever need from us, we're Anderson directed that. Yeah, that looks like it's going to be great. Anything you ever need from us, we're oh, always here for you. It's great to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Winkler. You know Have a what? wonderful I day. Yes. Again. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Thank you. Oh, and then they stole them. Oh all. yeah. They zapped them back to the alien. I, in all honesty, uh, not to be too corny, but to think about, it, I, I would love, like, I, I really enjoyed raising my two kids, and I'm a fun kind of goofy guy with them, and I was always like, I think that I, especially after reading the Harry Potter books, I'm like, I bet you I could write some sort of. Not as deep as Harry Potter, but like those those Captain Underpants books and that kind of stuff. Uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I'm like, I bet I could write that. Then you sit down and you realize it's impossible to get inside the head of an eight-year-old. Like, I could write it for an adult. I can write it for an adult that finds a kid's book funny, but are you really writing this something that uh, ki- kids relate to? Right. And I don't know that I can. And I, I do... My daughter's at that age now where she reads everything that she can because she's just understanding it and she's enjoying it. And they're making them. They're making them read at school, but she's liking it. I remember when they told me to read, I had to read a book. God, see if you could find the Spanish. It was, I can't remember the name of the book, but it was a, made into a movie. And the movie was uh, starring Jimmy Osmond. And I remember the teacher telling my mother, um, I think he'll like this book. He's going to relate to the character because the character is a bit of a wise ass and a little bit of a like a wheeler and dealer. Years later, who knew I would be a mover and a shaker? Is it called The Great Brain, starring Jimmy Osmond? What year you think? Seventy-eight. Yes, that has to be nineteen seventy-eight. Yeah. And uh, and I could not get through three pages of it. It was just boring, and I, my mind would wander off and. I didn't care about Jimmy Osmond, and I just was like, these are all... But I didn't have Captain Underpants. I had Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing, which I enjoyed. I had all the... Once the Judy Bloom books came into my life, I was like, all right, you want to read me a book about a girl getting her period? Uh, I'll read that. Uh, you know, because you can relate to that kind of stuff. You you know, so the, my mother bought me a box set of... Uh, was that Judy Bloom? Was she the one who did the Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret? I think so. Uh, that, well, anyway, my, my mother bought me a box set of Judy Bloom books... And it had like um, four of them in there, and then one of them was a red, a red book or a pink book, and we had to bring it to school for independent reading time. And I just grabbed that one because I didn't. I just on the way out of the house, I just grabbed it to grab it. And when I started reading it, it was talking about a girl, and she was getting her period. And now I'm like in fifth grade, I'm totally into this book. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was holding the book and I was reading it. And I was so into it, and I just looked up for a second, and all the girls in my class in front of me were looking back and they were mad at me that I was reading it. They were like, you can't read that. That's a girl's book. And I was like, I'm reading it. And I know what's happening to all of you right now. Inside info. Yep. I was just staring at it. I was like, "Mm, gross, gross. gross. You're all right. Unclean. Yeah, I knew what was going on. Uh, Henry Winkler was such a sweet guy. I I remember he, uh, he followed me on Twitter and that made me so happy. For those of you who don't know, I was molested. Uh, when I was a kid by a, an older girl who made me do dirty things to her so that I, she promised me a Happy Days board game because uh, I love the fawn so much. And then she didn't have the game. And uh, now all of you have sent me a game. I have several copies of it. Thank Trickle, you. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's a wonderful, wonderful gesture. 
to remind me of my childhood molestation that nobody seems to care about or want to classify as a molestation. I was on the fence when I bought you the Fonzie Funko Pop because I didn't want it to you bring know, up. Yeah, we'll always love Fonzie. Bring I'll always love Fonzie. Yeah. Yeah. Fonzie didn't molest me. That little fat girl did. Thumbs up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey. No you know he's dyslexic. Maybe he was trying it. to say yeah. He's <laughs> hey. Oh man. All right. Let us take a break. We got to get some commercials in before the show is over. It is the Mike Caltas show. I'll hit your phone calls when we come back. 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025. It's the Mike Caltas show. This is 1025 The Bone. You're listening to Tampa Bay's most listened to morning show, The Mike Caltas Show on 